My name is Beth Lewis. I'm um, with the community support team. Um, if I could have our community volunteers join me up here, please. You don't have to sit down, Mr. Cooper. You can just lead the way. <laughs> Nancy, Linda, no? Hi, good to see you. Ladies, you can come with Mr. Crawford. Wouldn't be quite the same if he didn't have his additional participants. I'll... I've already started the introduction, so we'll start at the other end. If you could tell who you are and where you're from. I'm Terrence. I'm from the Madison area. Is it? Okay. Thank you. Um, my name is Anthony Cooper. I'm the Director of Reentry Services for Nehemiah. Good evening. My name is Richard Harris. I'm the Director of Vision Beyond Bars, a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to crime prevention. I'm James Hawk. I work with Madison Area Urban Ministries uh, and also the coordinator for CAB for this program. John Gibbons, uh, Circle Support Coordinator for Madison Area Ministry. I'm Bill Stahl. I work at Employment and Training Association, and we do work search. search My name is Jesse Payton, uh, founder of Pure Community Coalition, uh, SIU Advocate and Mentor. I'm James Crawford. I'm with the Jesse Crawford Recovery Center. We provide treatment and housing. I'm Jamie Hill. I am the Housing Director at the Jesse Crawford Recovery Center. Barbara Purchase. I am the treatment coordinator and executive director at the Jesse Crawford Recovery Center. Thank you. My daytime job is with the Department of Public Instruction, and I'm the state GED and HSED administrator. Mr. Harris is going to speak for us as a group. Okay. Start off by saying good evening. I feel kind of honored to be actually making this statement because I feel like it maybe should come from me. I I represent you. I'm, I'm you. I am you. So we're representatives from this community, and we greet each of you in spirit of kindness and of peace. As a community, we recognize that we are all interconnected in a very profound and entwined way. As a community, we share the same space. As a community, we breathe the same air. We're here because we want all our children to be safe. We want our families to be safe, and we want our entire community to be safe. We have come to this meeting with our eyes fully open. Even knowing the magnitude of the crimes that you have committed, we came to extend a collective message to each of you. The collective message is this. We all want to feel safe within this space that we share together called our community. But the ripple effect of the harm that you have inflicted on our community relationship has broken our sense of being feeling, feeling safe. The repeated harm that you have caused in our neighborhoods has cut deep, cut wide, and has excruciatingly been painful to so many lives in so many ways. You have left many in this community in fear of you. We have invited, we have invited you to here tonight to strongly say to you we have had enough. But just as strongly united as we say this, we have also come to a, with a message of opportunity and hope for you. You were invited here to intentionally offer you an opportunity to choose a different path. We are here together as an experienced network of community resources willing to work with each of you in a very intentional way to support your shift in a different direction. 
Tonight is the time for you to begin to make things right, but it's all about your choice. We understand that all of you may not view this as an opportunity to shift behavior, but this is your choice. But to those among you who believe that change in your direction is somehow possible, we speak to that hope which lies deep within you. Look at us. We stand together forming a community network committed to working with you in a transformative, positive, and healing and restorative justice way. But again, it's your choice. Be very clear about tonight's community message. Your violence is wrong. It is harmful. You have created victims, their families, and even your families, and those who care about you. You're part of us. We are inter interconnected, but our community must be safe, and together we must work to end the cycle of violence. Choose to change direction. This is important right here. I'm going to kind of maybe go off the script, but it's in here. It's not okay to go to prison. No matter how many times we've gone, it's not okay to go to prison. It's not okay to lie dying in the street. And I know we all know somebody who's died in the street. Community support is being offered to you. You know the road, and you know where it leads to. And I just want to hear say something before I end this with what we used to, I see in church all the time, there used to be something that older people used to say all the time when they wanted us to kind of reflect on things. And I think it just goes along with this. It's a part of us that know that what we're doing is wrong in life. And we don't have to be super religious to know that. We don't have to be super saved to know that. It's just something inside of us that says it's wrong. And I shared a little bit of that y'all with y'all downstairs when I didn't know what addiction was and I was selling drugs. And it was because, hey, somebody going to buy it anyway from somewhere else. Or they just want to get high. For each and everything that we've done, we know that we're creating victims. And tonight is the time that you have to stop. And also think of that saying, it used to say, is a word they say, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This is not abundant living. Going to prison is not abundant living. Leaving our kids as we go to prison is not abundant living. So tonight is, is the opportunity. You got a lot of support on this side. You even got support behind you. You got support up here. And for those that want that support, Please make the right choice. We're here for you. Thank you, Mr. Harris. We'll be back up here in a little while after our other partners speak to you. start out by saying welcome, and I mean that from the depths of my heart. We welcome you because we welcome you to an opportunity. Think I need this? I don't think that's ever been a problem. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. At the end of the day, when we uh, first started doing these things, I didn't want this to be one of these things where I'm talking down to anybody, like, 
when we were back in high school and you go through driver's ed and they'd uh, show you these like car crashes with mangled bodies and out of that sort of scared straight theme that that was somehow going to amend your life and the way you were going to drive forevermore. I just feel like it's uh, a little disingenuous, so I try to be as transparent as I possibly can and just let you make those decisions that are going to be impactful to you, to others in the community. The specs are not pretty. Uh, between the 10 of you, we've got 279 charges, at least 60 misdemeanor convictions, 60 felony convictions. And the most important part, the most sobering part for me, is that owing to your collective uh, activities, we have 57 independent victims who have been harmed. And those are just primary victims. That doesn't begin to address those secondary or tertiary, all those family and friends and neighborhoods who are also hanging in the balance owing to the violent acts of others like yourselves. So I was uh, thinking the other day, I was on a trip with my wife. And uh, she fell asleep. She likes to do that a lot when we're driving long term. And I had all of these resources around me. I could have elbowed her and woken her up when we got to some of these streets in Chicago that I was unfamiliar with. I had a cell phone. I had a GPS uh, Garmin industry thing just in the back seat. But I had something more. I had my macho male thing going on. And I said, I don't need any help. I got this, and we became hopelessly lost. And the point of that whole story is just to suggest is that you have a unique opportunity here that isn't extended to a lot of people who are looking at some of the probation and parole considerations that you have. This is unique, a novel, an affirmative statement by the community offering you wraparound services unlike what you'd get normally coming through the regular door. So please. I'm asking, I'm begging, and to some extent, I'm threatening because you have it set before you. You have two choices. You can understand that this is an opportunity unlike any you'd otherwise see with a lot of people here from the community there to help you, but you have to access the help. You cannot allow yourself to go it alone, twisting in the wind and assuming that you got this and you can handle it. Because more often than not, you're going to become a casualty, an attrition number, a statistic we wouldn't want to have. Now, we've got detectives, I know, that are working for me in the SIU unit. And I'll tell you what, they've had to do a paradigm shift because now they're sort of a semi-advocate for you. I guarantee you, talking to these detectives, they would much rather, at the end of the day, give you a handshake than put you in handcuffs. You literally have detectives out here who have developed such bonds, such relationships, as we'll talk about at the end of this whole thing. Because I'm very proud that some folks who sat here some three years ago took that opportunity to heart, made the most of it, and they're a success today and a success that we're going to share with you at the end. Because you should know that there is that hope at the end of the tunnel. But it's up to you. You're being empowered. Choose wisely, gentlemen. All right? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, my name is Jeff Tischer. I'm a captain with the Sheriff's Office. I'm here representing uh, Sheriff Mahoney and the entire 
all the men and women that work for the sheriff's office. There's a few things I want you to know um, about our agency and about us, and that is we're the ones responsible for maintaining three different uh, correctional facilities in this community. Um, it's important for us to be respectful, and we want to show you the, the respect uh, you need and deserve, and we want you to succeed, and we want you to participate in this program. Um, we, we oversee, we've got three precincts. We do, uh, we, we police the rural areas of Dane County. We have contracts and villages. Uh, we oversee our civil process service, our warrant service, and fugitive extraditions. Uh, all those are our responsibility. Uh, all those we do, we have staff assigned to that, and uh, we, we locate people and bring them back uh, uh, on a regular basis. We support this program, and we'll work in partnership with all the agencies in Dane County and the ones here to ensure accountability, accountability on your part. We've got over 450 sworn deputies and detectives. Our resources are vast, and we offer, we offer them to assure you're held accountable and you will not reoffend. This program is aligned with the philosophy and approaches that the sheriff supports in receiving help and improving your lives. It's also for supporting and holding you accountable, again, and not to have further victims in our community. All of you have extensive, serious criminal histories. You've been in and out of the justice system. You've caused significant harm to others, families, friends, victims of your crimes, and yourselves. Right now, you might not trust what, what we're saying, but this program, what this program's about, it's about how serious we take this, how serious we, we want to challenge each of you to change, to make correct good choices. Um, as you've heard, we'll continue uh, to hear, we'll be here all night. The choice is yours. Uh, what I would tell you is the past is the past, and it's important for you guys to look forward now. And moving forward is your choice. Um, with that, I'll conclude. Uh, consider yourselves notified by the Sheriff's Office, and good luck. Thank you, Jeff. Good evening, and thank you for being here. My name is Jody Warmit. I work for the Wisconsin Department of Justice Division of Criminal Investigation. I'm the Director of Field Operations for the western half of the state, and I sit up here with friends and colleagues in law enforcement, people that I've known for a long time, uh, people that I've worked cases with in the past, and people that I will work cases with in the future. And I guess it's our, our shared vision, our common understanding, our common values that make our partnership in law enforcement so strong, certainly here in Dane County. Uh, we have about 100 special agents sworn statewide, many of those focus on violent crimes and narcotics enforcement. And uh, believe me when I say this, they are very good at what they do. I hope you take this opportunity tonight to listen to what we have to say and, and think about those words. Uh, consider some of the decisions that you've made, some of the choices that you've made, and think about taking that first positive step uh, forward. Um, I think you can do it. Uh, we're here to support you in that effort. 
and um, and make that strong effort. Should you stray uh, from that, uh, rest assured, I will make every resource available at DCI, the Division of Criminal Investigation, to all my partners here at the table to find you, to arrest you, and to hold you accountable for your actions. Um, and that is my promise. But hopefully it will never come to that. So again, thank you for being here. Um, think about that first positive step. I wish you the very best. Thank you. Good evening. Um, I'm Dallas Neville, U.S. Marshal for the Western District of Wisconsin. It's kind of awkward when we're talking with you because we have technically a very harsh mes message for you guys, but we have such an um, easy, kind way we can say it tonight because of the setting. So I guess that I just want to emphasize that same seriousness that although it sounds like it's a uh, a pretty soft message. It's really a harsh mess message for you. Um, part of part of our purpose is to wish you well, hope you hope you success. You guys have all been selected because of what you've done, and potentially where you're going to end up if you are repeat offenders. The U.S. Marshal's Office is kind of unique, and often we're referred to as the long arm of the law because. We have some very broad authority and far-reaching um, abilities. One thing that we've done as a group here is formed a violent crime fugitive task force. So if there's offenders that there's warrants are issued for, we have the ability to track them down. And, and when we track them down, whether they're in the city or if they leave the city and go into the county or if they leave the county and go into the state, or if they leave the state, we still have that same authority and far-reaching ability to track people down. And when I swear in these other partners as deputy U.S. Marshals, then they have that like authority that can be pretty far-reaching. So part of the, uh, my message is, is to clearly state that this is a harsh message, but it's also that we're all in this together, hoping you success. But as you hear these other messages, you'll see that everybody's going to be looking the same way with the same thing in mind. Either you're successful or you're not going to be part of the community. That's all. Yes? Good evening, everybody. My name is Lance Wiersma. I'm a, the regional chief from the Department of Corrections, Division of Community Corrections and I supervise the probation and parole operations for Dane County. I want to thank all of you for coming tonight. I know you were all notified uh, from your agent last week, received a letter that you had to come, but you still made a choice to come, and I thank you for doing that. My role here tonight is to inform you that the Department of Corrections has a unique relationship with everybody at this table. We also have relationships with the other people that you're going to talk to later on from the community that are going to be able to offer you some services that you might be able to participate in. Our goal, our commitment, everybody's commitment here is to make the community safer, and you have a vital piece in all of that. Based on your history, you've been chosen to receive special focused deterrence supervision, and we're going to, you're going to hear a lot about that tonight and what that is. What's going to happen next? You're probably going to get transferred to one of the specialized agents that we have, probation and parole agents, here in Madison. They're going to talk to you. They're going to work with your case plan. 
You're also going to meet with one of our other agents, new program that we're initiating with all of you, uh, with our day report center to help you find resources. Uh, we want you to be doing something positive. We want you to be either working, involved in programming, or working towards a goal. And our goal is for you to discharge from supervision successfully without committing any new crimes. That's our goal. But again, you heard all the message tonight. You're going to continue to hear it that there's going to be consequences for negative behavior. Uh, we want to be able to give you the tools that you can be successful, but then there's also going to be the consequences if you choose not to be successful, not take care of those tools, uh, take advantage of the tools. Um, I want you to be successful, so I wish you the best of luck as you move forward. The next 30, 60, 90 days are going to be critical as you go forward. Your attitude and how you approach this is going to be critical for all of this. So thank you and good luck. Good evening, gentlemen. My name is Bill Bodwin. I'm a special agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. I've been employed as a special agent for approximately 25 years. And my agency um, is tasked with investigating violations of federal firearms, explosives, and arson laws. So suffice to say, if any one of you uh, were to be caught with a firearm or ammunition in the near future, you will probably come in contact with one of our agents or one of our agents will have a hand in ensuring that you go to prison. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about tonight. I just want to share a small story with you. Like I said, I've been employed for 25 years as a special agent. And when I first got on the job, one of my bosses, who was actually sort of a, a rough character and I was actually pretty afraid of, asked me a question one day, said, what's the most important quality of, of a police officer, a law enforcement officer? And I think I gave some sort of silly answer, like uh, being able to write good reports or testify in court. And he said, no, it's compassion. You've got to have compassion. got to have compassion for people in your line of work. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it for a long time. And then I started going to sentencings in federal court where huge sentences were being handed out. And I was watching these young men go to prison for a long time. And my first visceral and honest reaction was, what a waste, what a complete waste. And then I was looking at the families that were showing up. They were just were torn apart by the loss of this family member who was going to, going to prison for just a senseless crime, for having a gun or ammunition. And I had a hand in that, and that made me profoundly sad. But it certainly didn't deter me from doing my job and following up on what was my responsibility to investigate these violations. And I know agents in our office won't be deterred, but it won't erase the fact that if you enter into these types of crimes, you will be doing huge damage to your family and friends and causing huge amounts of suffering. And I just want to leave you with that message and just beg that you think about that and know that as law enforcement officers, we're acting in an extremely compassionate way by sharing this message with you and encouraging you to avail yourself of the resources that are being made available to you. Thank you. Good evening. I'm Laura Craigbaum. I'm the supervisor of the Madison FBI office. And as most of you know, we cover pretty much all criminal violations across the board. So I think you're hearing a very consistent message here tonight 
But what I want you to realize is that never at any time in your life will you have the opportunity or have as much support as you have right now. This is the biggest turning point, and probably for some of you, the only time you've ever been given all of this, these opportunities and access to all of this help. But you've got to want to do it, and you've got to make that decision. And this is probably the last time you'll have that opportunity. It's easiest, I think, when we look across everything, it's easier for everybody to go back to what's comfortable, what you know. That's the easy route. The hardest thing is to do something the exact opposite, something that puts you outside your comfort zone. That takes guts, and that takes determination. And you've got to decide if you want to take the easy route and go back to what you know, or if you're ready and you want to take that harder path with the help of everybody here to help you take the path essentially less traveled. So that's, that's the biggest point I'd like to point out. Um, on the flip side, I've spent the last 10 years before I came to the Madison office chasing terrorists around the world. What you all did previously in your life was terrorize the community. And I'm guessing, I'm hoping because you're here, yes, you were called here, but you've also made a decision that, you know what, I've done my time, I don't want to terrorize the community anymore. Because all of us here have made that pact. We will support each other across the board so that you don't. But we will also support you if you decide that you are going to take the path, the path less traveled and decide to make that choice. Okay. Please make a determination on which way you're going to go. And I guess beyond all else, think about your families. Think about not just you, but your families. I know many of you, if not all of you, probably have spouses or did, have children, have other family members. And think about the choices that you make now and how it's going to affect them. And you have this opportunity. So I hope you exercise it. And personally, I hope to never, ever see any of you or your names come across my desk for anything any related to crimes. Okay. On the opposite side, not a problem at all. I'd love to sit down and talk to you. So you need to make that decision. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, if you could turn this way, we'll have a big At the end of the day, if you squander the opportunities that we're ready to provide to you today, and for the weeks and the months to come. If you squander this, knowing the level of dysfunction that your behavior has already induced in our community, you are going to have to suffer a stringent cost for any continued straying off that path because the community is fed up, resources are weary, and those opportunity resources are best left for someone else who is willing to take that quantum leap of faith to change their lives around. Stepping out of line will no longer provide a next best option to you. We're ha we've had it. Division of Community Corrections, or Probation and Parole, formed a partnership with the Madison Police Department with the Focus Deterrence Project in which uh, selected uh, offenders who have a violent history have been identified and notified that future criminal behavior, um, noncompliance would be 
dealt with, then there'd be some serious consequences. What happens now, of course, with the SIU is not only are they notified, it really has, in my view, two components. We will give them help, but we will give them the information that they know what will happen if they choose to reoffend. So you were notified a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I guess, can you just talk in general terms, what was it like for you to be notified, to get called into that meeting? I thought it was just like, you know, I'm going to come here and meet with these people, and after that it's over. But, you know, it was definitely serious when I seen all the detectives and I seen um, the, the feds there and everything. It was just like, wow, it's definitely real. What kind of decisions do you think, what choices brought you back here? Definitely hanging around the wrong crowds, going back to my old neighborhoods, thinking I can get away with things. Um, you know, they say uh, if you always do what you always done, you're going to get what you always got. So it was always going to go bad for me by thinking I can do the same things again. Started lying to people. Like I said, um, when I was asking the SIU program for help, it was going good for me. But like soon as I started lying to them, telling them that I'm not doing anything, I'm not using, I'm not partying, you know, things did start slipping away. Throughout my teenage year, I was an active member involved in gangs, doing a lot of different things in Chicago. Well, when I was 16 years old, I was a victim of gang violence, and I was shot in the back and left paralyzed from the waist down. And I look at that now, um, so many years removed from that, that dreaded day that I really think back and say that me getting shot was the best thing and worst thing that ever happened to me because it really changed my life in the direction my life was, was heading. Because I think if I would have continued on the path that I was on, I probably would have ended up going to prison, spending the rest of my life in prison, or I could have been, been dead. It's probably if you're sitting here and you're thinking about, okay, how is this relevant to me? You have, a, you have been going through adversity in your life, and you have an opportunity here to try to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life and change your life. The real power of the program is that the community members, the community providers are there saying the same message, no more violence. And we're here to connect you to whatever resources uh, you need to become a productive member of the community, whether that be education, stable housing, employment, mental health counseling, Whatever that hurdle has been, uh, the community members are there to help provide that for these individuals to help them rehabilitate themselves. Because we live together in this community, we are all very deeply interconnected. The repeated harm that your acts of crime and violence have caused in our neighborhoods has cut deep, has cut wide, and has been very, very painful. We get it that some of you might not think that this is a choice. We get it that some of you might just tune us out. But for those of you who believe that a choice is possible, we are here to say that we're ready to work with you. The moment that I realized I was going to go legit was I was sitting at Fox Lake Correctional Institution. Uh, right before I came home. Uh, I did nine months, and that whole nine months, I it hurt it. I mean, I sat in prison. I was comfortable because I had a TV. I had the things I needed. 
but I didn't have what I wanted, and that was life. Yeah, getting a letter is bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Sitting in front of them law enforcement agencies, yeah, that's bad. But they really saying they really there to help you. So if once we get from under the shock and maybe the anger of how they doing this to us and take time to reflect and pick up the phone, you'll see that the SIU will really be there for you. If they can extend their hand and help you to not uh, commit another crime, they will. I enrolled in like the porch light program, uh, independent living for men, and I have my own apartment. Um, and these are all the things that SIU can offer. And right now I'm doing a voluntary work for Juneteenth. Uh, I'm securing, we secure the premises. Um, I'm doing parking enforcement right now. I know how to talk to the people and work with the people. Man, we're, we're glad to have them. This is what it's all about, is uh, people who make a change in their life and give back to the community, most definitely. And, and uh, he's doing it today. Absolutely. Yeah, good guy. Good work, man. Thanks, man. Yep. We're prepared to help you in terms of getting your high school GED. We're there to help you in terms of looking at an option towards that first job that gets you back into the mainstream of being an income earner. We're willing to find resources to help you in looking for suitable, habitable housing. We're willing to provide you with AODA counseling and support groups and measures in which you can have points of reinforcement so that you know you're not going it alone. We have community groups that have resources for you above and beyond to get to tide you over to try to get you to that next level. There are opportunities that are, quite frankly, not typical of those who are looking at re-engagement. In this, in this sense, this re represents a very unique opportunity, an opportunity should you seize the magnitude of the order. Go back and whisper in your ear before you made it decision to start lying to the detectives and, and going down the path that led you back here, what, what message would you try to whisper to yourself or tell yourself? Well, I would say uh, think about the consequences. Think about um, what you got over your head. I got, um, actually, I got over 20 years over my head, and I would let myself know if you always do what you always done, you always get what you always got. What is it? What has it been like to be back here? It's been horrible. Away from your family, away from your kids, away from your girlfriend, wife, etc. It's pretty much hell. How about, uh, like you said, the old neighborhoods, the old friends? Do you think it's going to be tough to kind of steer away from those influences? I know they're definitely going to be around. And, um, you know, i got to just be a man and let them know that I'm not trying to come back to prison. And I know um, during this prison stay, none of them wrote me. <laughs> none of them. I got a phone call from none of them. Uh, none of them sent me money. So it's like... You know, y'all ain't really in for my best interest. Y'all want me to come home. Y'all want me to jump back in the game, sell drugs, start using again. But, um, nah.
You know that, like I told you, there's going to be guys that are going to be sitting in that chair getting notified in the future here, and they'll be watching this video. If you had to tell them one piece of advice, you know what that would be? Don't take this program for granted. Don't think you can um, get away with murder. Don't think you can get away with anything, really. One slip up, you could be gone for the rest of your life, or you could actually die in a place like this. This is serious. Um, use the program because they can help you. They definitely can help you. While there is a very deliberate tone, and that is zero tolerance for any other misbehavior, you're going to be held to stringent standards of accountability. I don't want to minimize that element of the program. That's the direct, immediate, and significant accountability measure. But I don't also want to get lost in the fact that everybody here is pulling for you. Everybody here wants you to make it. They want to connect with people who offend in a different way, in a proactive way. They are hoping that you will make this work. And that's why they stand ready, willing, and able to give you resources, give you reinforcement, give you mentors that hopefully will make you a success in your reentry campaign. So yes, scared straight accountability, that may be what the overall daunting theme is from a lot of us because we come from an enforcement background. But I would say every bit as commensurate with that is the fact that there are opportunities here, opportunities which only you can avail yourselves of, and I hope you take that choice. Hello, I'm Ishmael Ozan. I'm your Dane County District Attorney, and I want to thank all of you who are here. Um, not everyone who was selected is here. So all of you who did show up made a choice to show up. And choices give us power. Now, many of you, in fact, all of you, have made choices to use violence and power on others, and that's why you've been selected. Now, we are here hoping that you make the choice to no longer use those actions because no one can make you do something. Even though I'm probably certain that many of you, if not all of you, have told somebody they have caused you to do the action that you did. This is not going to be easy. Choosing not to use violence is not always easy because it means we have to actually talk. We have to discuss. We have to actually reason with others. Now, my job is to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Wisconsin. 
It is to protect all citizens' rights. Those are your rights, too. I'm in charge of my office to ensure that when we charge and we look to hold somebody accountable for their violations, that we ensure that their rights are looked out for. And because you are here, you've been through that system. You know how it works. The one thing that will be different now, and I don't say this to threaten you, the one thing that will be different now is that we will no longer look to plea bargain. We will no longer look to hand a deal over. If there is another violent offense, the community has spoken. They have informed us and you that they no longer want to have any more violent acts from you. And because of that, I take that to promise you that if there's another violent act, we won't look to give you a bargain. You can plead or you can go to trial and we will argue with the judge as to what your sentence should be. And we will be asking for the maximum penalty. I don't like to give you that message. Frankly, I have seen too many lives wasted behind bars. You have an opportunity. You have the power to take back your life, to make a decision, to walk a different path. We are giving you the opportunity. Now, your choices to date have put you under the authority of the Department of Corrections or any number of the law enforcement agencies that are up here. I would like you to have your life back. I would like you not to have to be on supervision anymore. Because if you can get off supervision, if you can make the right choices, if you can leave violence behind, we are all safer. We will not spend money to house you. You will be a productive member of our community. Your children will have you in their lives. The opportunities that they should have to be the best that they can be, you will be part of. I need you to succeed here. But I am letting you know that if you decide not to, I will be here to make good on what we've said and discussed today. I hope to never see you at the courthouse again. And I hope to only read good things about you in the paper and to potentially give you a certificate or a letter congratulating you on all your successes. But today, the choice is yours. You can look at this as an opportunity or not. But I believe it is. There are people in this audience who knew me as a child. There are people in this audience who have only known me in this position. The choice is yours. Every opportunity awaits you, and I hope that you succeed. Thank you.
Good evening. <clears throat> I'm John Vaudry. I'm the United States Attorney for the Western District of Wisconsin. So the 44 counties that are in the western two-thirds of this state, I'm responsible for the office that prosecutes all the federal crimes. There are 16 federal prosecutors in my office, very experienced, excellent prosecutors who are there to do criminal cases. But ultimately, they all come through my desk, and I make these decisions along with my partners, both from the police department, the FBI, ATF, and so on. We're here tonight, all of us, friends, family, folks in the community, because you're special. Now, you're special for really bad reasons, okay? And the chief talked about those earlier. You're special because those are those 60 felonies. You're special because of the nature of those felonies. You're special because of all those 50-some victims. So that's not a good thing. But you are special. And I hope in three years or two years you think this was a great day because the promise we're making is to treat you specially. This is just this is an event, but there are really, really good people who are going to talk with you and offer you help. Department of Corrections is going to treat you specially because you're not just assigned to just a supervising parole officer. You're, you're going to have somebody who works with this unit. All the folks at this table are going to treat you specially. That's not a good thing for us. You're going to be on the list. They call my office, my criminal chief, and they say, one of you guys have violated federal law. You may think, oh, it's too small. I just sold drugs a couple times. The message in my office is, if you're here, we will treat you specially, and you will be prosecuted. So I want you to think of yourselves as special, but I want you to be special in a couple of years in a different way. So I want to boil this down to what I think is a really simple kind of decision. You heard from Jesse and you heard from Shaw, and you're going to see them a little bit. So when you're thinking about what you want to do and what you want to say to your friends and your family and your loved ones, I want you to think of Jesse and Shaw. Three years, they sat in your chair. Three years, they have been productive, working members of this community. They got the message, tripped up a little bit, but they want to send the message to you. So think about that. Think, what would Jesse do? What would Shaw do? On the flip side of that, though, I want you to remember one more name and one number. The name is Orlando Larry. The number is 20 years. He sat in that chair three years ago. Just like you, he was told to change. Just like you, he was promised help from all these extraordinary people. He was promised help to change. And just like you, we told him, you're going to be in the spotlight. The SIU is going to be watching. They're there to help, but they're going to be watching. We're in the law enforcement business. We promised him that if you chose not to take advantage of all this help, that it was over. You're going down. Well, you know where this is headed. He sat in that chair. He rejected the help. He ignored the warnings. He chose to sell heroin and then some crack. I think six times. Not huge amounts, not some big conspiracy, but that's a federal crime. When they called our office, as I told you, we said we'd treat him specially. We took that case. I took the case and did it myself personally, working with the Madison Police Department and DEA. And we made good on our promise. We got a federal indictment. We went to trial. The jury found him guilty. And the judge sentenced him to 20 years in federal prison without parole. 
And at that sentencing hearing, what did we talk about? We talked about this night when he was there. And I wrote this for the judge, and we gave her a copy of the, the video that's being made so Judge Crabb could see this. And she looked out at Orlando Larry before giving him that 20-year sentence, and she said, Mr. Larry, you should have accepted the help that those good people offered you. And then she did what she had to do. And as Jesse said, he did what he'd done before, and he got what he got before. He got 20 years in federal prison. So think about Jesse, and think about Shaw, and think about Orlando Larry, because those are the two sides of the promises we make. You will get help, and if you choose to be better, you will be better. If you don't, so be it. So just let me wrap up with the two themes that I think have come through tonight. I hope you've heard the same thing. Support, all that support, all the family support, accountability. I like to think I'm a good person. I'm not as good as John Gibbons and James Hawk, the people trying to help you. When you see me again, if it's in court, I'm sorry to say it, I am in the this is your worst day job. When you see me again, that's the only thing you'd be thinking if you're in court, this is your worst day. And I don't want that to happen. We want you to change. But as Mr. Gibbons always says, man's got to want to be saved. When he said that, I thought no truer words have ever been said. A man has got to want to be saved. Not up to us. I care. I want you to change your lives, but this is your problem. You've got to, you've got to look your family in the eye and say, I want to be with you. Like Jesse Payton said, I don't really want to be in prison. I go up and I talk to FCI Oxford, a federal prison, level four prison. I talk to guys like you, and I try and give them the same message. Do you really want to sit at FCI Oxford? For the next 20 years. I don't, I don't think you do. But if you reject the help and you, do, you choose to be like Orlando Larry, I want to tell you just a quick bit of warning about two federal crimes, two federal penalties that you need to know about. My friend Bill mentioned the serious penalties if you do any gun crimes. If you have three felonies, drugs and violent crime, and most of you guys do, doesn't matter if you got probation, if the judge didn't was nice to you, if you got those three felonies and you possess a gun or you possess one bullet, you don't have to do anything with them, just got to have them on you, just got to knowingly possess this gun or this bullet, it's 15 years mandatory minimum. Our judge can like you, can think it was sad, could wish he could do better or she could do better, but it's 15 years because you're what's called an armed career criminal. I've told people in my office, I've told all the sheriffs in this state, all the chiefs of police, we will prosecute every one of those cases. If selling drugs is your thing, like Orlando Larry, or was your thing, I hope, and you sell with one prior conviction, if you sell a small amount of crack, just slightly over a gram, 20, slightly over an ounce, 28 grams, it's 10 years mandatory. Again, it's mandatory. It doesn't matter if you've got a really good lawyer. It's a real problem for you. So who you are, you are special, but these really bad penalties attached to you because you're special. So think about it. We've warned you. You're being offered lots of help that everybody doesn't get, special help, special help from DOC, but you have to make the choice. We really hope you choose wisely, and I hope that we never see you again, except, as Ish said, on the street. Good luck.
We've had a lot of challenging conversation here tonight, and uh, when I was first chief, there was a lot of bad days consecutively for months, and it got to the point where my wife said, okay, this is it. Before you can get fed, you got to tell me a win that you had before we're eating, and uh, ended up going to the drive through at McDonald's because I couldn't get a win out of my mouth, but tonight, we're going to end this meeting with some bona fide wins. And I'm going to be proud to tell Jane I get to eat tonight because I got at least four wins to report tonight when I go home. We have amongst us as bleak and as difficult and as challenging it will certainly be. It can be done, and we've got living proof of that today in our midst. So today I'm going to ask that these folks stand, be acknowledged, and they are celebrating an anniversary where some years ago, minimum of three years ago, they too participated in a forum just like this, and they have managed to avail themselves of all those options and have made some great decisions and are doing great things with their lives and with their families. So first, Miguel Cannon. should be a long walk. Take it. Take full advantage of it. All right. Larry Davis. to come to us right from the cinema here, from that real to real life, Jesse Payton. Certainly not least, Shaw Jackson. Plus, nicely done. 
gentlemen, if there's anything that's more inspirational, motivational than these, this is proof in the pudding that it can be done and you can do it yourself. One last round of applause, and then we will stand adjourned. for that to be for you, for all of you. Our law enforcement partners are going to leave, and our community partners, as I promised before, are going to come back up. Um, Mr. Hawk, Mr. Crawford, Mr. Harris, we'll start with you. Others who want to join them may also come up. They've got a couple of things to be able to offer you right here tonight. While they're joining you, what I'm going to offer is, is that if you have not completed high school, Please work with Mr. Hawk, and he will connect you to me so that we can get that, that step done. Mr. Mr. Hawk, who's starting? We're going to have Okay, thank you. I'm James Hawk. My institution number is 36107A. I was doing time before any of you were born. I'm not proud of that fact. But nonetheless, I have changed my life. I work for mom. And part of what I do is provide services to help you be successful. The whole purpose of Madison Area Urban Ministries is to help you. We have served on the staff. We have people that have done almost 30 years of time, but we've got almost 80 years of being free. There are some things that you may need to consider. And I put this out here as such. You know what does not work. Why continue to do that? When I was in prison, I used to make statements like, I'm a grown-ass man. You can't tell me what to do. You don't need to tell me what to do. And I'm sure that some of you all feel the same way. Whether you realize it or not, tonight you have been treated like grown-ass men. You have been told the truth, you have the options put in front of you, and it's your decision as to what you choose to do. You can be a success or you can be a successful failure. It's your call. There's a thing called six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation says that you should be able to go and take six of your closest friends, tell them what your needs are, and by exponentially going out for different people, they can get you to what you want. If six of your closest friends, if all they can get you is a gun, a bag, or lead you back into trouble, you may want to consider finding new friends. That's what we do. We help you find those new friends. We put a circle of support, which John will talk about momentarily. We help you make those changes. And in closing, being mindful of your time, if you are not receiving a check from Walt Disney, it's time to stop acting goofy. <laughs> uh, my name is John Givens. My number is 641138. And I've been out 36 years, longer than any, before any of y'all was born, I'm, you know. yeah. But, you know, I, I made that decision when I was in, I did eight, when I made that decision, when I got out, that, you know, 
I wasn't going to go back that route. I chose to do something a little bit different. In 1980, I started working with, with offenders, trying to help offenders. And as the U.S. District Attorney said, you know, what I learned from that initial beginning was that everybody don't want help. And you can only help those individuals who really want it. You know, you can, you can say whatever you want to say, but, you know, you're the one who got to look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror and you're telling a lie, that's who you're lying to. I know I got some good people here. I'm the uh, coordinator of the Circle of Support, and we're operating at about a 92 93% success rate of people that come and get a circle. A lot of people try to do it by themselves. You can't do this by yourself. You know, you might try, but you can't do it by yourself. You need a support system. You need a positive support system, you know, and that's what we offer you at MOM. You know, you come see us. If you want to, but like I say, it's your choice. But that support system is there for you. You don't have to do it by yourself. We're there for you. Thank you. Good evening. No, I can't use this. Oh, this is so My voice too loud already. My number is not as old as theirs is. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. My number is two five seven six zero six. And I was funny because I was like. When I was locked up in 1995, somebody used to talk about John Gibbons and Sprite. Of course, I didn't know what they was talking about. And I just realized a little while ago, like, okay, that's John right there. I've been seeing him all these years. So that's kind of strange. But, yeah, like I said, my name, my number's not that old, so don't confuse me with that. But I did nine years in Wisconsin prison system. And one of the things I find frustrating when I, when I just kind of interacting with us is that people, people write us off without even knowing it because they have low or no expectations of us. Sometimes when I be talking about how... I went to college and got a degree. Some people think that that's not for the rest of y'all. They don't know I know that because I listen to what they say. And that's for anybody sitting here. Yeah, I got some letters behind my name, and I'm proud of them because I used to have just those numbers behind my name. And I swear to God, I can't wait to see some people when I add the other letters to my name that I'll soon have because I like beating the odds. And just sitting here, I've beaten the odds. I'm not even supposed to be here. Most of the people I went to school with and grew up with, they're in the penitentiary for life. Dead, or they just out and about doing nothing. I got people I grew up in with Chicago and Al Gale Gardens projects are right here in Wisconsin doing life. Three of them. So it, it's not like it, this is some kind of distant thing. And think about your life and, 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 and what you've seen. I kind of go in prison. You see people that you went to school with, you was in uh, detention with, secure facility with, jail with, then penitentiary with. Make the connection. It's the reason why you keep seeing these same people. And if you're out here in the streets and you're still dealing with them same people, you're going to see them again back in prison. I discharged after 11 whole years of parole. 11 years when everybody I knew was going back. I had some good agents and I had some bad agents. I had some loose agents and some strict agents. But it wasn't about them. It was about me. Because like John, like, like, like uh, James said, I'm a grown-ass man. I know right from wrong. I know I shouldn't be in a gambling house. I know if I'm a parole, I shouldn't be at the club. I know if I got a wife, I shouldn't be with another woman. Y'all already know what's going to happen. As soon as she realizes I can call a PO, I'm going to call a PO. So we already know the rules of the game. I played the game, and when I started losing, I just stopped playing by the rules. Like Tupac said, how dare you show me in my face the rules of this game and think I ain't going to catch on. They, they didn't show me the rules of the game. 
I got 11 criminal convictions. The only way to balance that out was to build up some credit. And my credit I built up was through my education. I know I have the ability to read and write, communicate with the best of them. But I ain't the only one. Y'all can do the exact same thing. I come from the same places I all come from. So again, don't let nobody make you think you got to do I learned to read and write because I don't want to work in a factory. Some people might. I don't want to work for $11 an hour. I don't want to. I want to have a career. I want to be able to wear a suit and a tie when I feel like it. I want to be able to finance a car. I don't want to always go get a used car. I want to be able to go get a home and sign my name to it. So I made the sacrifices in order to do that. But again, don't forget, I did nine years in prison just like some of y'all did prison time. I got more violent acts than I know a lot of y'all sitting here do because I know where I come from. But again, anybody can change. And go back to that, I want to live an abundant life. Sitting in this seat is not abundant living. Going back and forth to jail and prison is not abundant living. It's just not. What I do now is abundant living. I get a paycheck. I have a salary. I can do the things that I want to do because I am me. Who I was being was not me. Who you're, who you, that wasn't even you. That was not you. That was somebody who you thought it was supposed to be you. So again, my message to you is, like, like Barack Obama said, the audacity of hope. Yeah, I got it. And I'll be doing the things that I want to do because I know I can. You got to think that way too. My name is James Crawford. My number is 14194, an old one. You know, I went through that period of I'm going to live my life the way I want to live and nobody can tell me how to live, you know, and I will deal with the consequences if I had to until the consequences became higher than I was willing to pay. The price became higher than I was willing to pay. That's when I became open to change when I realized that I could spend the rest of my life in prison for getting high, the question was very simple. Is getting high worth me spending the rest of my life in prison? My answer to that question was, hell no. And I decided to change my life. I went in and I asked for help for the first time in my life. I went to treatment for the first time in my life. And I learned something very important that I have the ability to change the way I think, feel, and behave. That I have that power and I don't have to give that power away. That gave me the opportunity to change my life. Today I own my own organization. I have housing and treatment. And if some of you guys are in need of housing, you can come and see me. If you need treatment for AODA, mental health, Thank you. Hi, I'm Bill, and uh, I do the employment part of this. Um, I, I thought I had everything prepared I was going to say after these guys. Um, well, it's going to be a little more boring, but I do help with resumes. I do help with interviewing. You basically, we've had Jason. Um, you basically need... Basically, I think when you come in, we'll do an assessment. You know, you might not need all that stuff. Some people are better at interviewing. Some people have a really nice resume. They were made for them. But, you know, you have to put it all together. And so I've been called the um, 
the bus man because I give out bus tickets and have gas vouchers. So, uh, but we've had a hundred percent success rate. So, I have worked with hundreds of folks like you guys, and I have had they've all found jobs. Um, I, I agree, though, Richard. Like Richard was saying, you, you need education too to get ahead. Sometimes you get promoted on the job, but I'm really a big advocate of education. There's a lot of opportunities in, in Madison. So that's my thing. I'll go, man. Oh, my name is Terrence Jones. Uh, my number is 376. I had to, I clearly forgot it because that's not my, my that's not me. You know what I'm saying? So, but my number is 376-583. And I am sitting here because I am one that, you know, bring the guys that, want something out of life or trying to better themselves. I bring them guys to these guys right here for help. Um, well, I wanted to give y'all some encouragement that, you know, success can be reached if you want it. You know what I'm saying? Um, this program is not to, 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 to scare you, but to scare you away from crime. You know what I'm saying? And give you an opportunity to live a peaceful life in the community. You know what I'm saying? And not have people that we didn't destroy, you know, you know, look down on us. You know what I'm saying? But it's to you know, be okay. Is to be more um, sociable in, community, in the community, to where people can trust that you're not going to harm them. You know what I'm saying? Or be afraid to speak to you. You know what I'm saying? But um, my my other thing I wanted to say is to the guys that's in the Man Up group. Um, y'all not in these seats right now, but. You know, y'all could be in these, these these seats right now by the choices. You know what I'm saying? I was sitting over there and I heard a lot of people like you know, in, you know, in, in 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 the street the street mode. You know what I'm saying? And possibly not taking this as a as an important you know vital. Um, what what can I say is not as serious because you're not in this seat. But the choices in a couple more crime criminal criminal choices. You make can how you sitting right here amongst these brothers right here. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people, you know, y'all had the opportunity. That's what I'm saying to 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 work with these gu these good guys. Like, oh, I don't forget. I ain't seen you so long. I forgot yeah. your name, bro. Right, Anthony. Anthony. What? Cooper. Cooper and Mr. Aaron Hicks. Well, <laughs> I know them because when I got out of prison, um, I served. Whoa, I went to prison at 17 years old and, and was in prison up until I was 30. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't have this. I didn't have this opportunity because, you know, I was wild, you know what I'm saying, not caring about anybody in the streets, you know what I'm saying. I made my own decisions and I paid for them. But now I'm here because I want to help y'all and be a voice to, you know, say lies, you feel me? So. Um, again, um, I'm Anthony Cooper. Um, I know a lot of you out, out here. One of, one of the main things, I, I mean, I've been in prison when I was in prison, and I'm going through the boot camp program, they call us inmates. So I kind of, kind of, you know, that was my name. It was inmate Cooper. That, um, so, you know, to be called Mr. Cooper or a Coop or, or, or whatever nowadays, to me, is, that's, 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 to me, that's something special. But one of the things is that what I tell people, and I tell everyone as brothers and sisters, is, is that as long as you're willing to, to make the change, you can make it happen. With assistance, um, it's even on, it's on, um, it's on pretty much make you, that opportunity that much more grand for you. You have to want it better than anything. You have to want it as much as you want to breathe. That's just, it's that simple. If you want to be out here with your family, you want to be out here doing doing something positive. You want to be able to see your kids. You want to be because everything that you do affects them just as well. So if, as long as you're willing to do something, I do everything from um, 
housing to employment advocacy um, I'll do whatever I can do to at least help and if I don't know how to do it I will at least refer to one of these brothers here or other brothers that who are out, out here in the community that's that's what it's all about we have to work as a community to really make things happen. Um, sorry I get a little emotional because just the, the fact of just like most of these brothers here we could be sitting right here in your same space you know what I mean? But again, you know, however how it ended up turning, we're not. But it also gave us the opportunity to do something different to be able to help. So it's up to you to take that. Let time. me say one thing. I am an SIU, and mm -hmm. I became an SIU last year. And what I can say about the program, it's a good program if you wish to not be a part of the criminal lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? But if you want success and you want to live in the community and be happy and grow with your family, these people are here to help, you know what I'm saying? They help me with place, with find a place. Um, and I've been having I've been having a good communication history with my agent, you know what I'm saying, Miss Carrie Spaith. Been working with Miss Samantha Catlaw. You know, um, she's she's my she's my um You made it a year. You're getting a letter signed uh, by all those. She's my um my my um what you call it? Detective. Detective, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, but it, it's a good, it's, 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 like I said, it's not a program to scare you, but if you think in criminal-minded, you know, criminal-minded, then that's when you're going to have your problems. But you can just live a, a regular, regular lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? They don't, it, the program is not to hold you down. It's the base. It's basically to help you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I got flyers right here. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you for just a second because these gentlemen have done a great job, yeah. and I know they may still want to talk to you. So I'm going to I'm going to release them so that they can have some pizza, talk with the people that they need to talk to. Mr. Hawk, is there anything they need to know from you before they go? Yeah. Mr. Hawk, <laughs> is there anything they need to know before they go from you? Come and see me. I'm in Long 2300 South Park Street. I'm there usually from 830 to 4:30 Monday through Friday. We have a lot of resources to help you be successful, but you can't access them if you don't come. And if you need a ride, I'm gonna leave my number. I come pick y'all up wherever. <laughs> Gentlemen, best wishes to all of you. Thank you for coming.